They said uh, it doesn't increase. No. Wait, it doesn't increase? No. <laughs> oh god, I was torturing my PC all day for nothing then. Wait, wait, did you also mute the streams? Oh yeah, muted the streams, did all no. that. Sweet. No. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. That's also a no-no. Oh you geez. You can't mute the streams, it doesn't count you as a viewer. You can mute the site, but yeah, you, you can't mute the streams. Oh! That's unlikely. Wow, I wish someone told me that. We're live. We are live. We're on the scene and everything. We are live. Finally right. back after a month-long hiatus. Hello, everyone. It's the Buffcast. Um, except we're missing some people, and we have a new people. New people, indeed. I'm usually behind the scenes, behind the camera, however you want to say it. Uh, yes, this is Robert, our, our favorite person in the world. Yes, the graphic designer, and uh, I just do things. Mm -hmm. Anyways not too good at these intros you guys can do your usual spiel oh all right I'm carson well, oh. yep that's carson i'm general dumplin and uh welcome to buffcast number three sort of mini episode this yeah, is it's episode. definitely Two, new for us doing it 2.5 over three yeah yeah rounds up about the same thing okay so i guess well we're obviously at home so campus is closed so yes campus means has uh, completely closed now. Um, all classes are on remote online now, most of you know. Um, they've canceled campus events till July 26th or 31st, was it? Yeah, it's somewhere out there. It's like past the yeah. Maymester for sure. Um, yeah, now the Maymester, which I'm taking, I'm kind of bummed out about. The Maymester is now remote learning as well. Um, I'm not looking forward to that, I'll be honest now. And then uh, we don't know what will happen for the fall. Uh, coronavirus has really um, screwed up anything possible. Yeah, I know. It's it's you, you just hear too many things, and you know I'm like I'm at home and doing Zoom classes and keeping up to date with Canvas, and you know I'm just kind of letting it all blow over. You know, staying inside, whatnot. All yeah. I've been doing is classes in Minecraft at this point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's funny. I've been playing. Go, sorry about that. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I have all these friends that aren't even, like, huge gamers, and they're like, hey, like, we started a Minecraft realm. Like, do you want to play Minecraft with us? And I'm like, I absolutely would play Minecraft with you. You guys don't understand how many hours I spend in Discord. So many of my friends are now just, you know, they're all online now. Like, hey, let's do 10-man Valorant. So I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> Definitely. So it, it's nice to see all my all my friends finally being able to get on. That's cool. But now I'm stuck doing a ton of homework here. Well, yeah. It's well, different. besides um, coronavirus that we like to talk about, pretty much uh, every single session. Yeah, I feel like somehow that's managed. Uh, like the since the beginning of this podcast, I guess, and it started at this this like little thing that we we're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe that CS major will get canceled in Denver or that minor. You were talking about uh, Katowice, I think, with their in-person events being canceled. I mean, the players are still there, but like, God, I hope. Hope Denver doesn't get canceled, and then it got canceled. Then yeah. everything just skyrocketed into new problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in my little well, brother's bedroom making a podcast. So uh, things change quickly. I'm at a closet right now. It's kind of nice. I'm still in Colorado. New York kind of uh, shut down before I can go home. Well, yeah, I would, I would definitely probably prefer Colorado over New York. Oh, totally, man. <laughs> um, I've been talking to my parents, and they're just like, yeah, I've been inside every day. Whereas here, we have, like, the leisure 
you know, sometimes I go on a bike ride with my roommates, you know, that's at least that there's that, you know, yeah, that's but good. they're pretty enforcing back home in New York with the stay home thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, they're, they're besides, the epicenter uh, right now. Coronavirus, some great news. Uh, we talked about it in the past, but Project A or Valorant has now uh, done a closed, I guess it's a closed beta, closed beta. Uh, they, were, they had the drops enabled on stream, on multiple Twitch streams, and now people can play Valorant. And a lot of people are liking it a lot, actually. I mean, I personally love it. I haven't been able to get it yet. I've been really unlucky. Supposedly now, well, the only thing that confirms now is that anyone that's playing Valorant has drops enabled by default now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. also, supposedly, supposedly, if you watch more than two hours worth of Valorant streams, you, after that, you can watch any stream, and there's a random chance you'll just get a drop regardless. Yeah, oh, really? that, that's so true. I've, I think that happened to Liam this morning. He turned on his yeah. computer and he had it. Um, I've just been really unlucky with getting the drops, so I can't really try it for the Valorant team if I don't even have the game. I, well, I don't I even have the time, but I don't even have the game. I know I my peak has come and gone in CS, my CS days. I peaked at Goldnova too. I was watching um, Summit, and I came back from grocery shopping, and I had a little notification bell, and I was so excited. Yeah, that's what happened to me too. I like I was sitting there all day. I summoned on my main PC. I had like some XQC on my laptop, and I'm like, I can't take this anymore. I'm gonna go like just do stuff for two hours, and I come back, and that's when I get the notification. Like two hours ago, I had gotten it. But uh, yeah, I've been once I've been running in, I've been running so many tabs. I think I like maxed out my CPU and memory just running oh, Valorant streams last week. The thing is, though, that doesn't really. Um, yeah, I hate to break it to you. I think they said does it, uh, it doesn't increase. No. Wait, it doesn't increase? No. <laughs> oh, God, I was torturing my PC all day for nothing then. Wait, wait, did you also mute the streams? Oh, yeah, muted the streams, did all no. that. Sweet. No. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That's also a no no. Oh, jeez. You can't mute the streams, it doesn't count you as a viewer. You can mute the site, but yeah, you, you can't mute the streams. Oh. That's unlikely. Wow, I wish someone told me that. <laughs> I've been reading the, the CU esports channel because they always talk about it. They were talking about it a lot, and I, I missed, I, I fixed my mistake from that too. But yeah, you know, you can't have the stream muted. Doesn't count you as a viewer. You can't uh, having multiple streams up doesn't affect you. Doesn't matter who it is. Just you got to be lucky. Mm-hmm. Basically, but um, this whole like uh, the way they're going about this for this beta is honestly genius. Because it's a win-win situation for both the company and for the streamers. Like, the company is getting tons of, uh, you know, just free advertisement from all these t- popular Twitch streamers like Summit, Dr. Disrespect. Well, I don't think he's playing anymore, actually. Pokimane, um, and tons of other people. They're all showing everyone Valorant and getting the keys, too. So it's it's just constantly... I don't know. It's just per- it's such a genius idea that's probably going to be used in the future. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, think? Doctor is a, a story of his own, but just in general, I think well, how many concurrents were they hitting? Like, what was it like one point seven million or something? I think it Summit m- hit two hundred and seventy k viewers at one point. That's insane, yeah. and I yeah. think uh, they said that not a single streamer was paid. I'm just trying to fit no, chat in. No one was paid. Nope. Yeah, and I mean, like right. to think. I don't know if I told this story previously, but if you look at something like Apex, what I was told from, I think it was like Nadeshot or Summit was telling the story, they invited, um, like EA invited a bunch of streamers and content creators to play um, Apex on like a Friday afternoon. And they said like, 
okay, how do you guys like the game? Like, you think this is a different battle royale? And they're like, yeah, I, c I can see it doing pretty well. And they're like, okay, it's coming out Monday morning and you're all going to be sponsored streams. Like, I remember that Apex week. It was like, where did this come from? That's funny. It's... The problem was that the, it, the hype died off really quick because after that, most of the big streamers weren't playing the game after a few weeks. I mean, you had people that were, you know, dedicated and became pros and what, all that, but yeah, yeah. surrounding all of those quote-unquote top streamers moved on to whatever else was going on at the time. Yeah. And it seems like Valorant is that game at the moment, but we'll see if it maintains that uh, uh, momentum throughout its uh, release. I mean, we don't really know when it's going to be released, honestly. I mean, they said, what they say? Um, just a vague summer, yeah. Yeah, summer's most likely going to be the case. I mean, I find it funny how there's already being, uh, like, tournaments announced, and the game's not even out. It's just a closed beta. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, every, even just organizations, 100 Thieves, I think they just hosted, like, a like a $50,000 charity tournament or something like that. Shrouded, shrouded a team, and he won that. Yeah, I think he did win that, yeah. And they're I mean, just doing so like many Shroud things. Versus the devs or something? That was another thing. That's a really interesting thing that I guess I was reading like Thorin's tweet and when CSGO came out, I think they had CS devs versus like Source pros and the Source pros like dominated. But in this, in Valorant, the devs just absolutely destroyed some of these pros. And I think that's yeah, so funny. That. They've been working on it for at least, supposedly at least five years now. Jeez. So it's been... Really? Yeah. I would hope they... Some, they're all still surprised. Did you guys see that video? I think it was Disguised Toast where there's one agent whenever i haven't really played yet but he has like a camera and someone was able to give the camera a gun so you yes. can have this camera sitting in the corner and shooting at people mm -hmm. i think there was a bug with the agent cypher i think they're yeah, they, they put out a hot, hot patch for it. Camera, but uh, it only shoots now like a, a tracking dart mm -hmm. and it has a cooldown yeah there's a lot of things obviously that need to be fixed in the game like for example um uh let's see rays she's ridiculous at the moment she's I, just a I pure hate. damage character every every single thing is just such output she has so many grenades dude mm -hmm. it's i'll go into that another time but Ray's definitely has to get nerfed um there's some other people that need to get buffed a little bit too i feel like mm -hmm. i just want to acknowledge we have some people tuning in chat we have sunflower who wants to know what's on your head and then we have a host that should be here sandy pickles saying we're so cute and uh, victory cakes for the support. So thanks for that. Thank you. Um, what is this? Um, what am I wearing? Well, you see, it's pretty simple. Uh, I am wearing a carbon steel brass helmet with uh, Naruto Village Leaf headband. Hidden Leaf Village. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. So, how do you guys, from what you have played or seen with Valorant, just to kind of, I guess, close out that with a general opinion, we were told it's like this combination of Overwatch and CSGO and R6. Where do you feel it lays in, like, the competitive scene? Because I've seen some people say, like, it'll never be CSGO. It's, it's like, it's too casual. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's an interesting right. thing for me. Do you want to start with this, or do you want me to start with this? I'm well, I don't, I don't think it's going to kill CS, because remember when Overwatch came out and everyone was losing their minds over Overwatch being the second coming of esports and how it was going to kill off everything, and now we're looking at it with hindsight and Overwatch season, Overwatch League Season 2 kind of being meh. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like CS goes and Counter-Strike in general has been around for, what is it, almost 20 years now? Yeah. About. So it's... it's yeah. 
It's also free to play now. It's I think they hit their peak of 1.2 million players. It's still going to be CS:GO. Like nothing's going to take away from that at that point. It'll always have its fan base. It'll always have viewership. Like at this point, it's too big. Unless some unless Valve implodes on itself, it's at this point too big to fail. Like it might lose some players and viewers to Valor, but I feel like CS:GO is or CS is CS and nothing can really take away from that yeah i mean well, i think makes... i think i'm biased in defending it because like that was my game that was like that's the 1400 hours i put on when i got my pc and like but i think something with csgo is that people always understand like it has such a dedicated fan base you can call cs a dead game which i mean it's clearly not it's still having like these peaks i mean people can get angry and say like oh that's like an old fps like everyone's playing valorant but it will still have those like 40,000, 50,000, if not more, people online and just dedicated. The only thing there that... There will always I, be... Yeah, there will always be the players. Playing. I think one argument that people are making, I think Summit was saying this a lot, is that something that killed CS is, if you go onto the Twitch category, a lot of times the top um, streams for CS will be just 20s every single day. Like, it's no creators, it's just every single day. It's like another um, another match. And Are they every single day? Maybe yes. not every single day, but I think ESL is at the top. And they'll be running like reruns, and it's like just always these online brackets. And like I don't know, I guess well, I know that ES, I know ESL and Flashpoint right now are kind of going at the same time. There's also a bunch of smaller, like be like international. Like there's a lot of Portuguese like international streams, probably from Brazil and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm part of the problem because I only really watch CS when there's tournaments going on like i haven't i haven't played in years but i still like watching cs yeah it's kind of weird yeah that's I mean, something first, i'm oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say about how i feel about valorant like valorant is it's a really good people are like all saying like oh it's just overwatch and it's like oh it's just you know csgo and yeah it's like a perfect uh, a blend of the two because instead of utilities you have abilities right mm-hmm. and those abilities bring so many new things to the table that CSGO didn't like can't offer because obviously CSGO is a more realistic shooter but with these abilities you can have all these cool strategies like I play um I play Viper in uh, uh Valorant and she's so much fun because you can constantly just do like AOE attacks that just contest areas so that they can't get onto site and it makes it really difficult for the enemy team so it's definitely different in the sense that a lot of counters have to come from abilities not just gunplay so I, I don't know I just feel like that CSGO is obviously going to stay because that's such a staple game you know when I think FPS like a core FPS I think I'll be like a core computer game FPS I think CSGO uh, but there is definitely a lot of things that Valorant has that are exactly like CSGO like the um, the way you aim you know mm-hmm. the, the, the gunplay obviously Supposedly, and, feels, people say it feels a little bit like 1.6. I never played 1.6, but... Yeah, that's what I heard as well. It's both, like, taking the damage and, like, being slowed and uh, just the recoil control of the weapons. It's very mm-hmm. reminiscent. But I think I mean, it's just... I personally yeah, hate that uh, when you get shot, you know, you slow down. I hate that feature with a passion. Yeah. But I know it's in the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where, like, CS is just such an easy game to understand. Like, that took a really, like, mainstream esports point at some point in terms of, like, communicating it to people outside of the industry. Like, it's five on five, enemy versus, you know, CT versus terrorist. Like, it's, it's really, like, I still look at league games. Like, I'm not a league player, and I still look at league, and I don't understand what's going on. 
like I was watching the yeah. <laughs> before College Lowell got suspended indefinitely this season. I was watching all their streams. No idea what's going on. No idea. I, I mean, I know you got you got your lanes and you got your minions and you have to get to the other team's base or whatever it's called. Like it's fun to watch. I just have no idea what's going on. It's kind of a little bit insane. Supposedly they so ESPN was showing I think the League European Championship Championship Series, whatever it's called, and they were. Supposedly, the commentary was a little bit dumbed down. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've seen I it. I've seen it called like, like, uh, like five on five capture the flag or like five on five tower defense. I, I, there was some college that was tweeting about their league team, and for some, re- for some reason, they were. It wasn't like oh, you know, like best of three games, you know, two to one. They were like, oh, we lost the game to this school, and they were like referencing the amount of kills and deaths like we lost 17 to 30 hmm. i didn't really know what? it was a it's like team deathmatch yeah but i think i mean god it's just so hard not to have this coronavirus as a shadow over every topic but i just i just getting at the point that like you know cs is an easy thing to watch but there's so many other things coming out of this time inside as well in terms of esports just hitting that mainstream like um like the iRacing stuff as well yeah I honestly, I love seeing all those things. I've been seeing it on Instagram all over the place, like people like joking about it, but that's so cool. I honestly just think it's it's the next step, you know, because like people are going to take the iRacing, but like, you know, this is actually pretty cool to watch. And then they're going to continue to do it yeah. with obviously probably like other people, but it, it's you know, great. It's, it's cool because like, uh, <laughs> as people were like, I've been seeing memes everywhere like, oh, all sports are canceled except esports. And then you know you got all these new things coming out. I'm just I'm just very excited to see how esports comes out of this because I definitely think this is its golden opportunity with all the things that are happening for it to be. I mean, it was always like mainstream, but now it's gonna be not. It's gonna be taken in a different light. I feel like. Yeah, you know and of I mean? course, yeah, and of course there's different levels to it. You know, like I think with the iRacing, racing, like they're using these simulators and like these the racing chairs, the wheels, like the traction control on it, like it's it's very realistic. It, besides the movement of the car and like the risk to it, but like it's it's very high quality and up there. You know, obviously oh, yeah. there's other things like what was it? I think they were playing like I think soccer players were playing FIFA or like or like there was like basketball players playing 2K on Fox or something, and that's obviously yeah, just that's like that. that's kind of fun. Like that's fun to watch. I enjoy that. I think that is funny. The idea of you know you're playing yourself in the game, but just yeah. getting ESPN it, just this, getting it out there. ESPN had this whole. I don't know if it was last week, but in the past few days, ESPN had this whole 12-hour block where they had uh, NBA 2K, Madden, FIFA, Rocket League. Maybe there was Apex Legends, but it was more of you know. League. That's so cool. I mean, games that are most closely in, I guess, appearance to a typical viewer to traditional sports. I mean, you got basketball, football, soccer, and soccer with little rocket cars, so. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have been in the room for that discussion. Like, okay, we're going to put this game on. It's Rocket League. All the kids are loving it. It's cars, soccer, like, what not to love. Yeah. No, like, um, recently, my, my, my mom was texting me that my dad just watched a uh, eSport documentary on TV. And then he was starting to get curious about it. You know, my da- and then my dad reached out to me and he was like, oh, it's so cool seeing them, seeing how big eSports is. And, like, they're in these massive venues. Like, yes, 
It's been people like that for 10 like years. My yeah. dad are getting into esports, and if people like my dad can get into esports, anyone can get into esports. I mean, he plays Is video E-League games still so around? Is What's E-League up? still around? Because I remember watching a few CSGO games of on E-League on TV with my dad. God, I don't know. I haven't kept up with them since that was like 2016, 17, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just remember them having such a like. Yeah. And one thing I find so interesting is like advertising in like normal sports media is like, okay, like that's the ad break. But like seeing advertising in esports for me is like, like when you see like they had like an Arby's commercial for CSGO and like the burger was like beeping like the CS bomb or something is ridiculous. But just to see like major brands like interested or invested in it it's just so cool to me actually speaking of the the army um i i recently they've been streaming a lot like they have a, a twitch channel where they have a, a, a <laughs> this guy I, f- I forget his name is like staff sergeant um something and he's just playing he's just twitch streaming fortnite hmm. he's just oh, constantly yeah. twitch streaming fortnite and they've got like all the widgets that you'd see a streamer have and it says like army proud and I'm like, this is, what year is this? Yeah, I know. The Army's been doing that for a while. I think they've got like te- over 10,000 followers on Twitter and a bunch, really? a buttload of followers on Twitch. They're one, because I know the Air Force is trying something. Yeah. Because I know they have an Air Force team at the Air Force College that's in Colorado. And then... That's the Air Force Academy, yeah. Yeah, and then the Army's been doing stuff for a while. They've they've always been going to PACs. They've been fairly active. Yeah, usually uh, the Armory is always going to any event. Like, I always see them. Um, yeah, as Mikey G said in the chat, they were at Press Start, for example. But I've always they seen paid them for all of E3. Our, yeah. They paid for all of our pizza at Press Start. It's amazing. I think Very. it was like $600 worth of pizza. I definitely I remember the Army. jokes as a kid. Like, oh, like, I'm going to play Call of Duty and I'm going to join the Army. And now it's like, obviously yeah. not that directly connected, but... Uh, well, the, the Navy that started. Um, could be interpreted in the right sense. Well, yeah. the, the Navy started. They started their own. E- the, I was told that these esports programs for the military are kind of, you know, I don't know what it's technically called, but sort of recruitment and morale. Of course, mm-hmm. like to show off, hey, you can do more than just be whatever, whatever they make you do in the army. But it's also more of recruiting and morale and whatnot. But the. The Navy was actually one of the biggest sponsors, actually the biggest sponsor of DreamHack Anaheim this past February. Really? Really. And they were there, and they had a huge booth, and it was like 1v1 a sailor, so it was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, they had COD and CSGO. They had a bunch of like top-ranking, I think there might have been a, few, a general or two there, and they were just walking around, taking pictures, and they're holding up these like navy esports jerseys of course it didn't show up for the rest of the convention or the, like the weekend but there was just a bunch of top brass navy guys holding esports jerseys at dreamhack just taking pictures um, now what i want to see now what i want to see is i want to see other countries incorporate this same method into their militaries and then we have a massive esport aren't like military tournament against other countries are you describing oh, an yeah. esports war we don't even need we don't even need war just you know we'll, if, if you want this land okay play us play us <laughs> in cs yes yes oh my what goodness what yeah. rust for it these are 2050 ideas right here yeah the I one downside that the navy, the that navy big brain had no social media who was for the, the navy so like the army has their own social media like twitch instagram 
Twitter, everything. But I asked the Navy people, like, oh, do you guys have any Twitter, uh, Twitch? And they're like, oh, um, no, we don't have that yet. Just but follow at Navy. Like. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I took a picture of John taking a picture of the Navy to show off like what our students were doing at DreamHack. And then like America's Navy, the official Navy Twitter account, liked our tweet, which is really weird. But they don't. They didn't have a Twitch page at all. So I'm thinking you're spending all this money to sponsor a major convention, and you don't have any social platforms. And you, you don't have a handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was strange. like that's okay. probably gonna be the first thing they gotta do. I mean, it's almost absolutely necessary for if you're a company uh, or some kind of organization. It's almost actually necessary to have some sort of handle. You know, linking to an Instagram, a Twitter. Uh, Facebook, or, you know, whatever it is, you, it's almost like necessary nowadays to have that. So it was, it was for the Navy, make a handle. <laughs> yeah, it was it. almost hard to believe. Like, so you're here, you're dropping all this money, you don't have anywhere for people to go support you and to help you guys grow. Okay, okay. whatever. And I mean, like, <laughs> the army, whatever whether it's the be. army or the Navy, like, I, know, I think there was a, what was it, the the 2v2 mode in the Modern Warfare, they mm -hmm. had the Navy there, or the army there, and they had, like, oh, really? this gaming semi-truck with, like, eight PC streaming setups, like, they obviously have, um, I don't know if it was at PAX, or I think it was just a separate Modern Warfare event for their, I think it was their, like, was it Code Red, or their, you know, they have a, a veteran charity, Mm -hmm. uh, cod does but anyways like to think they have this gaming truck they have these streaming setups they're sponsoring this tournament and you couldn't at least like i don't know hire like an external contractor to run your social media or something but it's I probably mean, in their plan for the future i would imagine i would hope so i would i, I hope so too all right it was, it was funny because i was talking with one of the navy guys and i was mentioning how the army's been because I know the Idaho National Guard is one of Boise State's biggest sponsors. And I was talking about how the Army sponsored a few of our events and whatnot. And I asked him why he was doing this. Like, oh, we're just trying to get the get, get the word out about the Navy. No, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, you're here for recruitment. And also, who has never heard of the Navy? Yeah. I mean, I think it's that mindset that, like, yeah. hmm, like, they're here. Like, I support them. Like, this they're is, just, the they're Navy, just showing like, up. Yeah, it's like, like thinking, like, oh, the Navy does this, too, instead of just what we think the military does it, it opens a lot of opportunities for people that you know think that that want to go down that path well, i think we talked about the, the army and navy enough yeah <laughs> moving on um let's talk about some of the games that are coming out now like that are out actually what have we yeah, got? Like out during quarantine like doom and what everyone loves animal crossing you say everyone, but all I know is this this fishing simulator is taking over my Twitter feed, and I don't understand the hype. That's Listen, a, man. If that's not a hot take. Gotta, it, it, it's beautiful in every way, all right? It is, I've never played, I've never been into Animal Crossing before. I've always thought, that's lame. I don't want to be a part of that. But then I bought it, all right? And now, it, it, it's the most relaxing game I've ever played in my life. It's just so... Hey, yeah, you're going fishing, and then you're building a, a, a town on a deserted island. You chop trees, and you talk to your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't get me wrong. I've heard nothing bad except uh, this, uh, like, again, this is just abstract Twitter memes at this point. But, like, 
you're just owing money to this guy named Tim Nook, who's like maybe a raccoon or maybe this supervillain, like nobody knows. I'm probably Tom butchering Nook. that, but uh, Tom Nook. Did I say Tim Nook? Hey, he has no He's interest rates on his loans, man. He gives you the loan and tells you pay it when you can. All right, that is a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too invested in it, but I guess Dr. Lupo has this whole storyline about him being this supervillain. So he plays it on his After Dark streams, and he has this completely alternate storyline. Like, I guess, like, when you, like, you buy your house and he builds a house for you, is this true at all or anything like that? Something like that? Oh. Like, you start on your island? Oh, yeah, like, when you, uh, um, you get your home on your island, he tells you, like, hey, so that's going to be some money. And then you're like, what's money? And then he's like, aha, that's really funny. Um, so this is how much you owe me. Um, it's just kind of like he tells you a loan payment and then like says pay it back if you want to continue playing the game in the future. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like the idea that like he introduced, he's like, I'll build you a house. Like you got this dock if you want to go other places, it's fine. Pay me back when you want. Then you go to other islands and the dock's already there. So like he's got this big brain play. But we won't we won't dive in Animal Crossing for 14 hours. I've seen enough of it on Twitter. What else do we have? We have Doom was a Doom. Doom was a pretty big release recently, right? Oh, I've I've Doom. seen it. I really want to play it. It is yeah, it it's is. so much fun. It's so much better. They took everything that everyone loved about the 2016 Doom and then just made it better. Right? They, they improved the character designs, they improved the gunplay, they added new features to the gunplay like um they added like those monkey bars things and like the uh, the walls that you can climb. Mm -hmm. So cool. Like I personally hate jumping puzzles, but I don't mind because it allows me to like fluidly go around the map and do like a ballerina dance of death on every single demon I encounter, you know? Yeah. It's one of those games that was made like in, in close cooperation with like NVIDIA, I think, right? Like doesn't it have like the RTX support and stuff like that? From what I've seen, like you can crank that game up and it just looks really, really gory, but really beautiful. Yeah. But also like you can still run the game at, uh, you know, a downer graphics card. Like I have a, I've got a 1060, right? Mm -hmm. And my game's running pretty solid. Like, I'm not running the highest, highest end graphics, but I'm running decent mount, and I'm still getting, like, 70, 80 FPS. Yeah. You know? So it's it's nice to see that it's not um, breaking my PC. You know, it's not turning my PC into a jet engine. Yeah, I think that's a powerful move NVIDIA's been making, making these, like, what, sub-$300, $400 graphic cards? These, like console killers in a sense where you're playing these full triple a yeah. pc titles on these you know mid-range cards it's so great it, but, uh, it really is yeah and then like there's also the um i'm seeing a lot of companies now pair with the like the nvidia geforce experience mm, yeah the like remote like, streaming stuff have exactly. you guys tried that at all so, like with pc that if like your pc can't they're not putting so much into the game and then there's the geforce uh, video driver update that helps your it almost like helps your pc kind of like handle it i feel like mm -hmm. in a way you know what yeah. i mean well, yeah like i think what carson was saying like what is it what is that called carson geforce now or something they're like i i don't know i've got a i've got a geforce card i really have never used that yeah i feel like I, we wouldn't need it as pc gamers or however you would say it but I, there's like that remote version where you you're playing off of like servers essentially like you can play like triple a titles on a macbook like it works really it works pretty good then there's stadia which is 
so the bad. Scuffed that... version of that, yeah. Well, I mean, they're giving it away for free for two months from, like, select games, I think. Yeah, I finally got that email. I think it's inescapable at this point. Like, they're trying to get everyone, like, please, please try this, like... Dude, the Stadia was an absolute failure of... I don't don't even call it a console, just a mindset. It was terrible. Like, the the controller didn't work. The, The input lag from the controller to the device was ridiculous. Like, I remember seeing whole uh, video on YouTube about it and this guy was like playing uh, Destiny 2 and he was like pressing he was spamming the jump button and the, he was spamming it so fast and then the character in the actual game was just like jumping like every other one Yeah, yeah it's just really funny I think that's like a phase that came and gone because if we think about it we had we had the Steam Link that was a, essentially the same thing right and then well, that yeah, was, was a lot more successful but that was like an in-home version. I actually got the Steam Link because I remember it was on Steam for ninety-nine cents at some point. I do remember that. Those I got were crazy. They they also had a huge clearance on the Steam controllers, which I sadly wasn't able to do. But I bought the Steam Link for ninety-nine cents, and I got it, and I used it once because I paid ninety-nine cents for it, and then I never touched. Yeah, I think there's a like yeah. I don't I don't know. It's just I'm so I mean, set was, up was, here. It was really easy to set up. But the problem was if I had a if I had you know my PC in another room, I'd have to walk all the way upstairs, turn on my PC, go into Steam, say yes, I want to stream it, then go all the way down back downstairs, and then turn on the yeah, Steam that's Link. Yeah, a bit of a nuisance. But the Steam Link was a lot better than the Stadia because it I, I it didn't store everything on a cloud. You know, it, mm-hmm. it had it on your local PC. I think Nvidia had one as well. They also had yeah, a little like console. Shield. The well, then those are the sh- the shield, but the shield actually like you could have played. It was based off of I think Android, the operating system was, so you could play some games locally. It did have I think like a Half Life Two port or something along those lines. Well, the shield yeah. also has uh, other uses too. Like um, for example, my roommate has it here, and uh, sometimes I'll be using it actually. Like if I'm watching anime on my phone, I can like link the my phone to the nvidia shield and then it'll put it up on my tv so it's actually pretty pretty neat and actually pretty useful compared to the stadia yeah that's pretty cool i just just feel like the stadia was just didn't you did you have to buy the games or were some games included i think that Um, was another thing too like i think you had to pay for the subscription and the games well because i i saw the emails about you know two months free i'm like oh well i don't want to i don't want to buy doom for 60 bucks right now but i deal with the input lag and maybe stream it off of stadia because i've got a decent internet connection but then i saw that they had three included games and one of them was destiny 2 and it's like even when they make it free ish i don't even want to touch it with a 10-foot pole yeah that's a weird thing that i've been seeing like a lot of these platforms like epic games is definitely making its play for the spotlight i don't think anything really comes close to competing with steam but epic games obviously having fortnite epic games starting to have a lot of exclusive titles um yeah I've what been was, noticing there was a major too. one there was a major one in the last couple of months there was borderlands for a yeah, while that, i think that was pretty big i don't think that's i don't think that's on steam yet uh or no, it might be. no actually borderlands 3 is Wait, let me check real fast. I, it, like, do I don't know. It's this interesting play where like developers no, it's on. doing the... Okay, it, it is now. On. It is now, but I think that game... Because that's been out since like... 
a few months Ooh, at least. Yeah, I yeah. think last year, like November or something. Well, I've, I've only really used it. I only used Epic Game Store when Fortnite first came out before it got way too big and it was filled with kids. And then I went back when they started doing free games. Like, I, I haven't gotten all the free games, but I still have a decent library. I think Subnautica was one that... That was one of the best games. That's, like, Game of the Year 2019 for me, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, that is one thing there. They do really powerful. Like, their free games are always, like, really good. Um, right now, it's a, it's a Sherlock Holmes game and some game called Close to the Sun. Next week is Just Cause 4 and Wheels of something uh just because four that's that's a pretty recent title right like i mean i've, I've been missing a few uh, of the titles but i've been getting yes. a lot of good games on there again i never i never even touched the epic store i haven't i haven't used it in a while but i keep logging in because i'm a sucker for, for free stuff yeah mm-hmm. see what do i have in my library i've got kingdom come deliverance uh for honor was one yeah that was Sonata, a good uh, oh, i put um, so many hours into for honor that was like my first I still do like really strange things like I don't know I love sorry I kind of talked over you there apologize but I love uh I love playing like party games with like you know eight people in a discord or something and there's this game I was following called like totally reliable delivery service it's one of those like uh just like gravity games like uh what pummel party or something and I was waiting for it It was like $15 it was coming out and then like it came out and they're like okay it's free for the first eight days and I'm like that is such a crazy play that's gnarly yeah um yeah what else have we have coming out just in terms of titles i think 2020 was supposed to be a really big year we had we saw some things like cyberpunk got pushed to what like the fall right somewhere in september yeah, it, was, or it was supposed to come out it's supposed to come out in march like I think, late right? last year and then it was supposed to be march and they've been pushing it but i know cd project red has been they've been doing this for a, i think they started working on this game right after witcher 3 released and that was in 2015 ish yeah so they've been i mean oh yeah do we just lose carson possibly we'll right. continue it from there we'll have to stop um <laughs> yeah uh another example of a big game that came out was uh the half-life alex vr game that That's a true. lot of people um fell in love with immediately you know that that game was brought about revolutionary uh you know concepts for vr games that are very cool like i watched um it's funny i watched swagger souls play uh of course you did game (laughs) (laughs) and it was really it seems like it has a really cool story and the the mechanics are cool and the physics are fun carson do we have you back i've got a lot of Fire trucks, paramedics going by, so I might be muted for a few more seconds. That's all good. Your webcam's coming in and out, but uh, yeah, to jump on that Half Life Alex, Alex, right? Is that yeah? Yeah, I think I had the number somewhere on my phone. Something they uh, Steam VR like peaked really, like I think it was over a million users or something when that came out, and oh wow, something like that. And you know, that's definitely the pattern with Half Life releases. Maybe I'm not sure if you know all of them, but like the first one, that was the first one with like NPC, the half first Half Life. That was like the first game with like NPCs or something. Mm-hmm. And then I think Half Life Two introduced physics and gravity, the gravity gun, of course. And now Half Life yeah, yeah. Three, I think their big play was like they're trying to make VR this mainstream and affordable, like reliable thing. And I think they really hit it yeah, out of the park with that. Yeah, it's hard to make it affordable. Oh, you can go. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that they're trying to make VR not look like this 
uh, a luxury that only certain uh, amount of gamers can access. They want to they want to make it seem like, you know, it's a just like any other AAA title that'll come out. You know, like oh wow, that new VR game's coming out. Like we've been having a lot of cool VR games coming out that are uh, bringing new concepts to the thing. Like Boneworks was a huge one because that one had a new had a um, really good physics in the game. Like I played it. And it was so cool. Everything was just so realistic. Yeah, that was from the guys over at Node, right? I yeah. think. Yeah. That was I, they did a great job with that one. Mm-hmm. Node slash corridor digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you saying, Carson? Sorry. I mean, it's great that there's more VR stuff out, but I don't really think Valve is going for the whole... I mean, they do have support for all the other VR headsets, but the Valve Index, the entire kit with all the controllers and all the sensors and helmets, a thousand bucks. That's... That's a little absurd at some point. Yeah. Like, I understand. Yeah, that's that is the index, though. Yeah, that's, like, the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I used the... I, I tried out the, the Rift S, like, my roommate, uh, like I keep mentioning. He has the Rift S, and I've been playing Pavlov. I played Boneworks with it. Um, I played um, some other VR games. And it's a lot... I think the Rift S is, like, th- 350, mm-hmm. right? And all you need is a 1060 GTX 1060, right? That's not bad i mean i obviously don't really have i don't have money this money like that to just spend but if i saved up for it i could get it like sure. you know it's something that you could people can get ripped ass yeah and i think they have i think oculus has one that runs like without a pc as well i think yeah that's the um rift go or something or no, the quest 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 yeah yeah yeah, the quest was uh, the one without that doesn't need a PC. There's no wires at all. Yeah, that's good. I I think that's an interesting play because it's also, you know, besides the price, it was that idea that I think I overstated or overestimated sometimes was like that you have to have this like you know like six by six room like this like you have to have a VR room. It felt like you had, you know you're putting these cameras at the top of your ceiling and like move your bed out of the way. But I think they're getting yeah, better. You can just do standing you know. and everything. But uh. Yeah, so we'll move on. I'll let Carson, I think you have some score updates or you were going to talk about uh, UMG Overwatch for us. But yeah, so... Sorry, real quick, I just want to acknowledge we've got some more people asking about your helmet, of course, and uh, people... We have Mikey in the chat saying not that many people care about um, the Epic game releases. Um, or they released their first mobile game, apparently. Um, but yeah, I, th- I feel that's true. Epic is doing these exclusives, but they're not necessarily... They, they haven't grabbed anything that's like really pulling a crowd yet well also the epic game store has very few or not as many features as steam mm-hmm. like it doesn't, steam, it doesn't have that social feature i think is is the big thing yeah. well i mean yeah, it's, it's, steam's cool. been around for what 15 years since i think they released it with half-life 2 so they've had yeah almost 15 years to basically nearly perfect online game distribution mm-hmm. but it's also well, more also than just have, um, games they also have features like the green light program and the early access stuff that allow um, smaller developers to bring out their ideas to the community and see what the community thinks about it. Whereas the Epic Game Store, you know, you're not going to find uh, a small developer, like a really like a small team mm-hmm. of developers making a game and 
putting on the Epic Store. They're going to put it on the Steam Store because that's what most people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll find those indie companies, but I, I do like the green light. I think there, there's a couple games. Boneworks was one of them that like you yep. just follow that process so closely. They post it's like a Kickstarter, but on this major yeah, exactly. platform. Yeah. So you got score updates for us? Yeah. So we've got well, actually a fair bit of stuff. So currently, I think right now our active teams are Rocket League Black, CS:GO Gold. Overwatch Black, also um, are our six teams. So let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, R6 Black and the CEA Open versus MSSTB. They've won 2-0 with 14-0, not even losing a single round. R6 Black. Let's go Buffs. Call it CR6 Phase 1, UT San Antonio Austin ATM 2-0. R6 Gold was in CEA, tied 1-1 Bradley University. R6 yeah, Gold also... Yeah, that's a weird thing they do. They don't do overtime for CEA. That's, they just do ties. That's weird. And then St. Louis, 2-0 win. Black team, CR6 Premier versus SNY, SUNY Canton. That was a complete 14-0 sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mikey's, R6, saying, Mikey's saying R6 Black is, he thinks is still undefeated in both of their leagues. That is I true. I think so. Yeah, they've. Yeah. Good stuff, I think, boys. Wa- I think they went into CR6 being ranked top four. Yep. Or something like that, yeah. So or it's, was that CEA? I think it was CR6. Um, either one of them. I, I know they finished in the quarterfinals. Or, yeah, the quarterfinals yeah, of no, CR6. No, you're right. it's, it's CR6, my bad. Yeah. CR6, they, they, they seeded top four. And okay. it's been going that way. So then we have CSGO Golds. We got NACCS Division Two playoffs with a. 2-1 win over Rogers State. We got nice. CR6 Black. Let's see. In CR6 Premier League. UDEM 15-10 win. Uh, gold beat in Maryville. That's actually... Does Maryville have a good R6 team at all? Uh, they were... Mm, they were okay. It's weird because they've got like the best Overwatch team in the nation. Really? Yeah. yeah like, um, they still got things to improve on, but no, they can get better. I, I, I'm pretty sure they only really have official support for, you know, League and Overwatch. Because I feel like a lot of universities don't really want to fully support CS and R6 because of guns and yeah, definitely. bombs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But because yeah, Maryville's Overwatch team, half their team are contenders players or former contenders players. Oh, wow. So they, they basically swept like the Tespa Collegiate Series and then they beat a bunch of Academy teams in the Overwatch Contender, Contender Series, whatever it's called. So they're they're really good. They're also really good because they have this huge pool of talent, but still really good. So let's get back to our scores. Cisco Gold, first loss of NACCS D2 playoffs against Florida Gulf Coast University. And then we have uh, our league team actually had a small college league tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they won one game that was against Full Sail Armada. I think they lost another one to University of Texas at Dallas. So, yeah, unfortunate. Let's and, go, boss. Yeah, it's great to see. And like, I'm someone on the back end 
kind of just doing the media stuff but it's great to see that the teams are still playing like i remember you know having to announce early on that like a lot of the leagues were getting canceled and like in-person meetings weren't happening but it, it's great that you have so many updates and scores that they're still playing they're still out there well, that's, that's the beauty like, of esports you know absolutely if it it's kind of said that public it can be done private it is kind of said that um tespa canceled most of their leagues mm-hmm. but as we're going to get into shortly, there have been other outside organizations that have definitely stepped up. So we actually have UMG, who's just mostly known for smaller Call of Duty tournaments, actually started their um, Overwatch Collegiate Clash series, which is smaller 18 tournaments every single week. And then the farther you go in these smaller one-week tournaments, the more points you get, and then, then there's like a playoff system. So they've been doing that for four weeks, and they also started that for Rocket League. They did it for one week. Mm-hmm. And then and did cool. some sort of minor restructuring of it because there was a bit of a backlash from the college Rocket League community about how it was either a small pool of teams or some teams were out of the loop. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, UMG is but, actually a pretty decent-sized organizer. Oh, aren't they're, they? they're really big. They actually, last October, merged with Torque Esports. And they're really big in the whole iRacing and all of those other yeah. esports. Didn't they? I think they didn't they host Keemstar's like Minecraft Mondays. Yeah, and yeah, all they, that they stuff? did that. Like, and those like obviously popped off on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And their their streams have been getting at least a thousand viewers on average for Overwatch and Rocket League for college, which is really yeah, impressive. It's great exposure for the teams too. Yeah. So let's see. We, uh, so for week one, two O versus Wichita State. For the Overwatch Collegiate Clash, and then one lost one three versus Mississippi State. Uh, then we have the Rocket League Collegiate Clash, where they let me see three zero versus Wichita, and then they lost one three versus University of North Texas. Week two, uh, week two of Overwatch Collegiate Clash by UMG. 2-0 versus Oklahoma University and lost 0-3 versus UT Dallas. And then this last one was week four, which was 2-0 versus Boise State, which I I thought was a little bit surprising because I know that Boise State's been really big with Overwatch. I think they won, or actually they got second place for there. It was a small, there was a Mountain West tournament a few months ago that was in Las Vegas. So they got second in that and then... CU lost 0-3 to University of Utah, which in the UMG of Watch Collegiate Clash, they've they've gone 24 and one in all of their rounds that they've played. Hmm. Like it's they had to sit out, I think one or two weeks, but they they have not lost a single. They lost one round out of 25 rounds. Never lost a series over four weeks. That's just absurd. Honestly, yeah, that's quite a streak. But they they did get second place in the Overwatch Tespa series, which right. they did lose to Maryville. Oh, that's why you're mentioning Maryville. Yeah. Also, because I was because you guys beat them in R six week or so ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Maryville. They've got more money than us, and a gaming space. Eventually, we'll, we'll get, get there. Us. We'll get there. Yes. I'm just waiting for the glorious day. That I get the announcement, Zing T has sponsored us, and it'll be great. I mean, they they already have sort of sponsored us. They did, they sponsored one of the um, 
the Stampedes or the Superior Smash Monthlies a while back. That's great. So well, I mean, also this yeah. are they? I, are they a Colorado company or somewhat local or? Well, Zinc Tea, I think they're owned by New Age Beverage Company, and I think they're in Colorado. I'm not sure. Gotcha. I mean, I've never heard of Zinc Tea until I came to Colorado. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. You yes. just I, I found out about Zinc Tea market, and you grab that mango or whatever flavor it is for you guys. Oh my god, it's literally what happened to me. Yeah, it's great stuff. Went to the fair market with my friend, and he was like. We should try this. I'm like, what is it? He's like, called Zing Tea. Try the mango flavor. I'm like, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. And then I had it. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And then after that, I spent all my munch money on Zing Tea. Yeah, I remember my first, like, I think it was like my first two weeks of freshman year. They didn't have, like, the swipe limits or anything. So, like, and what? I had, like, the bigger Within, plan. They never had swipe limits? For it, what you'd like. My freshman, you know how they do, like, now you can only do, what is it, four meal yeah, equivalents today for like mm-hmm. i think it was like the first month or something of my freshman year which was 2017 they didn't have that and then like quickly quickly there's just like signs everywhere i don't know if like something changed or whatever like that year with their supplier but i remember like we would go on we knew it reset what was it wednesday nights or like thursday yeah. mornings yeah, so like wednesday night wednesday's night there would be a line like all the way to the back of fair and market and everyone would have just like trays full of zing teas and like animal crackers and those rice crispy treats and everything and i just like would fill mini fridges with them yeah zing tea the all the way in the, the the willville market i would just go go in after after I've had lunch, I'm like, oh, guys, just give me a sec. I just want to get some zinc tea. And you're like, oh, you're doing that? I'm like, yeah. And then I'd come out with, like, six cans of zinc tea, and then I'd go upstairs to my room and put them all in my mini fridge that's already filled with the zinc tea. Yeah, I kind of felt like smuggling because on, like, any given Wednesday afternoon, there would be, like, you know, like half a case of zinc tea, like, just filled in my backpack, and I'd be like, I'm on a mission to get this back to my mini fridge, and then I'm going inside for the next 24 hours. Like, I don't even Basically. know. <laughs> well, the Buffcast is not sponsored by Zinc Tea or New Age Beverages. Not but yet. We are open to the, we are open to the idea. Perhaps I will sell open. I will sell my soul for Zinc Tea or other New Age Beverage products for basically nothing at this point. We'll put that logo right there, center chest, right on this T-shirt. We'll get it in there. Of the Zinc Tea score shout out and everything, or whatever sponsorship reaches out. Yo, I don't Zing think we can give me like a, a crusader helm, like another helmet, but like put Zing T like right here. Could we just make a helmet out of like a massive Zing T can or something? Well, I actually cool, like that so. idea a lot more. Can I just have a helmet made out of Zing T cans? Probably be kind of light, actually, because it just... would be very light. Yeah. I mean, this is no, it's kind of heavy. It's also hard to breathe. All right, <laughs> we're going off the Zing T deep end here. Uh, what else we've got here from today? I think that's just about uh, pretty much everything. Yeah. It mean, for the minicast. That wasn't very mini. That actually kind of went the normal length. I think. Yeah, yeah that actually at, went. Uh, yeah, we're length. we're almost at an hour, so actually. Oh wow. It's not too mini. But uh, yeah, good sides. Good to see. Like like um, General Dumpling has said, it's just good to see whether it's esports player playing the games at home or us able to do this podcast remotely. It's just it's great that we have the it's, technology to do these things and keep them running. Oh yeah, and it's 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 really nice to see um, how how things are going now since everything is shutting down. Like for example, the how Discord is like offering um, you know bigger chat rooms mm-hmm. so that teachers can teach or something like that, or organizations can still use instead of like using Zoom or something like that that isn't you know ready for. It. That's mm-hmm. actually something I wanted to talk about real fast. The the Zoom bombing. 
Yeah. Like all the that happened classes. to me. Yeah. Did it actually happen to you? Mm-hmm. You guys familiar yeah. with Two Man, the YouTuber? No. No. Yeah, anyways, he just, he joined one of my calls, and he does this whole, like, he was wearing, like, like African traditional clothing, he did the whole, like, Wakanda forever thing, he was, like, banging on a drum, screaming at my teacher, and then just was on his way, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, wow. it's an interesting thing to the, it came to the point that, um, what was it, the FBI put out, like, like, a notice about it, right? Really? I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys saw that, they put out a notice about Zoom bombing. I wow. feel like it, it's, it's far less, um... At least in a, like my educational view, it's far less um, serious of a topic. Like, because no one's hacking into Zoom. Like, yeah, no people people are DMing Jordan the codes. Cole. People are DMing their favorite creators the codes. I mean, exactly. I know Zoom has its own insecurity issues with their databases or whatever and leaking information. But like, in those cases, I think they're harmless. You know, they they kind of interrupt your day. But it's not like Zoom is just this open you know platform. Well, for a few of my classes, I need to log in with my Colorado EDU email, which mm-hmm. is kind of a pain. Yeah. And then some yeah. passwords, but you can leak the passwords. It's mm-hmm. It hasn't happened exactly. to me. No, I've seen on multiple occasions in like other discords, like just in the general chat, someone's like, hey guys, I have my Zoom class in a couple minutes. Really don't want to do it. Uh, here's the code. I need like five people to join. And then it would work and it would happen. And that's what would it's just the students getting bored of the Zoom classes and they're leaking out all the passwords, which isn't good, yeah. obviously, but mm-hmm. it's really, it's not a, it's not the teacher's fault. Yeah, I guess it's like it. 2020's version of pulling the fire alarm or something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny for the first time and the second time, but the third time is really pushing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yes. <laughs> I think I think the one thing we've got to mention is that we actually are recruiting right now for our CU Valorant team. Yes. Yeah. We Ooh. probably sh- probably should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, Anbox has their spring rally later this month, and we're forming a team to compete in that. I think it's two thousand dollars worth of pricing, but considering how the game technically isn't even out yet, and we're just forming a team, that's a great way. That's I don't know. Josh start. was ta- Josh, one of our GMs, was talking about how this might be like bringing people from a bunch of different esports together like overwatch cs r6 even a league maybe yeah it definitely brings in a lot of different backgrounds like i have just like i don't pure aim from csgo but i don't have any of the overwatch understanding of you when to use utilities and whatnot so i'm definitely excited to see who valorant brings out and yeah i think valorant is definitely a great game they're putting out you know 128 take servers riot is really communicating well so if like if you're just an esports player whether you were got really good at face it and cs or really high q in overwatch like whatever it is i think valorant is definitely a great team so if you're a cu student i would definitely give it a shot try out for that team 100 percent. i mean i i even want to try out for it i'm already on a team but like i really want to do it because valorant's just so much fun to play if you're a CU student and your academics are in quote-unquote good standing, you can definitely sign up. There are going to be tryouts this Friday and Saturday. So we really recommend that because, I don't know, more more things for our teams to compete in, more stuff for me to tweet about. Um, the, only, the only other caveat is that it's not the final roster for fall. This this roster will definitely not be final. There's, potential for, there's definitely potential for shakeups and with enough, yeah. enough interests... Um, most likely a black and a gold team be competing. Um, there was news that that Riot said that there's going to be 
they're going to be a little bit less strict on their esports structure. So there's going to be you know small, medium, and then large tournaments. Hmm. So they're to- they're totally okay with outside organizations hosting small and medium tournaments. Because mm-hmm. supposedly with league, it's a lot more restricted with their league championship yeah. series. Again, I'm not super big into league, but well, this is cool definitely good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just something I hope they highlight too, because I think uh, what was it like the the COD League? They have obviously you know their their main teams and all their franchises, but at every one of those COD leagues, there was amateur games with there was no stream or media about them whatsoever, besides those they, individual teams' media. Wait, they, they, they so they had like the regular COD so they, League. Matches. They would have like the group stage of like the COD League, like say Chicago Huntsman versus like Atlanta Phage Phase, and uh-huh. then in that same weekend there would be you know. Um, What's the word for it? Not group stage, like the when it's just kind of like a, a mosh pit bracket of the amateur team, but there was no press for it whatsoever. So I do hope Riot definitely acknowledges those smaller teams, and I think they're definitely in a place where it sounds like they will. Mm-hmm. And have bigger people go there. Yeah, and I'm like, being the CS player, I'm not not a league player, I'm not familiar with Riot's communication, but I think in the past with League, Riot, Riot does a pretty good job of acknowledging, like, collegiate teams and stuff right they have don't yeah. they have like a whole university program or something yeah they have they have the college lol um i heard it was pretty good but it was a it was a swiss tournament for they had six weeks of games and then it was supposed to go into a playoffs for each div- division or region like older was in the western region or division and they played i think they went five and one but it was weird how there really was no seeding and it was all random. But then as the weeks went on, the seeding kind of went, kind of evolved into where it should be. It was really weird. Um, yeah, just I don't think anyone really liked a Swiss style sort of bracket tournament system. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, but I mean, that would have been fun to watch if uh, College Lowell didn't get. Like, I, I understood the whole you know, suspended for a month or so, but I feel like once everyone's settled, they should have had a plan to kind of, you know, get, like, oh, we're going to start up and we're going to compete in a bit. I know TESPA has canceled everything for the remainder of the semester, but they did say if anything changes that they'll give two weeks notice. Okay. But, yeah. Well, that's good, at least. Well, they either way, there's a sort of notice before they make any major decisions like that. I th- I maybe CSL is going. I don't. I don't know. We didn't have many teams competing in CSL this semester, um, but I think they're still going. I'm not entirely sure. But for the most part, there's still other organizations going. UMG, NACCS, probably CSL. Mm. Again, I've just been busy with classes and everything else. Yeah, but I feel you there. Yeah, plenty nice. of other things. Well, so much for a mini-cast. I guess episode three was yeah. full-blown. We were over the hour now, and I think we did a pretty good job here. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Do we want to take it out, unless you guys have anything else you want to touch on? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, there is the Anbox Spring Rally voting that goes until tomorrow. True, yeah. Why don't you uh, plug that real quick? Because yeah, so uh, you can find vote. It. Well, we've pinned a tweet on our Twitter page. You should just go there and vote for us. Uh, top 16 teams get invited for an online tournament. Uh, currently, right now, we are 10th out of all the other teams, so that's pretty good. Still have another day to do that. Go vote for us. Yeah. Um, are we talking about the Overwatch League? Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're yeah, also doing... It's very easy. Thank you. Vote. 
you can vote. Uh, I don't know if this is allowed or not, but you can vote using Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and Google. You yep. can also do, they have this AimLab thing. I tried it out. It doesn't look very good, but if you just use a referral co code and just play a trading course, we get an extra vote. So huh. that is CU, no, it's UC Bold 2020 again. I don't know why they made it like that, but you can find all that information. They were number spot, I think, 10 or 11, and there's 32. Yeah, so just go. It's a pinned tweet on our Twitter page. If it's no longer there, it's probably over, but go vote for us. Uh, one yeah. of the best Overwatch teams in the nation. we got to show it off, so Let's get it go up vote. there. Let's go Buffs. All right. Let's go, Let's go Buffs. Sweet. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you. Check me out on General Dumplin' on TikTok. At 50K, I do a face reveal. Yeah, do you? We got people Ooh. in the chat asking for that, so maybe yes. Buffcast episode four. Uh oh. Let's Ooh, try it. Perhaps. Perhaps. Alright, we're gonna switch it over to the ending scene now. Goodbye guys. Take it easy. Mm -hmm.